Michael Osterlink here. I'm here with Laura Lumpy. She's a senior policy advisor at the Open Society Policy Center. How you doing, Laura? I'm doing really well, Michael. Thanks. Great to have you. We're here to talk about security assistance, also called military aid. And there's some concerns around both transparency and the accountability around this aid. Can you just kind of give us a 30,000-foot view and we can go from there? Sure. Um, so U.S. government's providing about $20 billion worth of assistance to foreign military forces. First concern is that I can only tell you it's about $20 billion. Um, we have two separate budgets that provide the bulk of this. One is the State Department's foreign operations budget, and the other is a growing budget within the DOD, uh, the, the overall Pentagon bill. Uh, usually this is coming out of the operations and maintenance budget. There, it's very unclear how much we're providing, and if you don't know how much you're providing, uh, you really can't get it whether you're getting your money's worth. Now, when you say it's unclear how much we're providing, does that mean we as citizens and, and you as a nonprofit don't know, or does that also mean that people within the government actually do not know the full extent of the aid that's going out? I'm sure there's somebody somewhere that knows, but I've been talking to folks on the oversight committees, and, um, you know, they clearly they get reports on specific programs. Mm -hmm. But part of the issue is that so many new programs have proliferated uh, post 9-11 that it's really hard for them to get a kind of comprehensive picture of what we're doing in a given country. So we have, uh, you know, pots of money coming out of the DOD budget for counter-narcotics assistance. We have several pots of money for counter-terrorism programming, several pots of money that are sort of more military diplomacy. Uh, you know, the combatant commands want to uh, uh, promote their counterinsurgency-like efforts, and so sometimes they're engaged in providing assistance, uh, as we saw in Iraq and Afghanistan, to, you know, pick up the garbage, to do all kinds of things that would help uh, win public, public support for their, for their operations in country. So I'm sure there are some people who know what all we're doing, but there is no place where there's a comprehensive budget that's putting these figures together and sharing them with even the congressional overseers who are supposed to uh, make sure that the people's money is being spent well. So no congressional oversight over the totality of all the programs because they can't, there's no repository right. for all the programs. You said DOD and State Department, and you mentioned post-9-11. Um, Pre-9-11, was it all State Department, or does DOD have some role in there? What's yeah, so, so DOD has always been the implementer, of course, or one of the main implementer for U.S. military aid programming, right? But the money and the policy setting for those military aid programs was set in State Department, largely through the political military office, which is the liaison office with the Pentagon. Prior to 9-11, DOD had gotten budget authority to start providing some money from its uh, coffers for counter-narcotics purposes. Mm -hmm. And there had been some, you know, combatant commander funds uh, and, and ability to support partners, uh, poorer partners in military exercises and training events and so on. But really, since 9-11, this has mushroomed. There are now, uh, by many accounts, about 70 different pots of money that are providing assistance to these foreign forces. And this is where the, the accountability piece just really hasn't kept pace. I definitely wouldn't want to give the impression that the oversight committees uh, are not doing oversight. They certainly are. They're getting, you know, by, they're getting congressional notifications for specific programming. But I think they can't see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. They're seeing a lot of trees. <laughs> mm -hmm. But they're not seeing the kind of totality of what all these different spigots are doing in a given place. And, and there, I think, you know, in addition to congressional oversight, you need public oversight. You need people to be able to look at it, journalists to be able to ask questions to say, well, hold on here. How are these different accounts working together? What are we trying to achieve? 
Are they effective? Are they cost effective? Are we giving too much money? Are they able to absorb what we're giving, et cetera? And those kinds of questions, you know, the public and journalists, and most importantly from my foundation's point of view, the public on the receiving end can't really help do that oversight. We're really interested in this because we are, uh, our, our tax-exempt arm, which uh, is, is separate to, to the advocacy arm here, but the tax-exempt uh, tax arm is making grants in support of open, accountable governance in Africa, in Latin America, in Central Asia. And we want to make sure that the aid, the military assistance the U.S. government's providing is done in a way that helps promote civilian oversight and accountability of that aid. Could you walk us through just one or two countries and, and for what you know at this point, the various types of aid they might be getting, what it looks like? how they were receiving it and how it's being used? Yeah, n not in tremendous detail. Yeah, figured not, <laughs> Unfortunately. there's a few I, I mean, a country, yeah, sure. Take a country like Uganda. Uh, okay. So we have multiple interests um, uh, that have led us to provide a lot of different forms of assistance to Uganda. Ugandan military is an active part of the peacekeeping mission in Somalia. Uh, Uganda is an active part of peacekeeping mission in Sudan. Uh, they're playing a role in Central African Republic, and they've we're fighting a terrible uh, insurgent, for, I'm not even sure insurgent is the right word. Uh, Lord's Resistance Yeah, Army. crazy crazy force in the, in the north of Uganda, the, the Lord's Resistance Army. So for each of those uh, different reasons, um, Congress had authorized different pots of money. There was an East African counterterrorism f uh, fund that was set up, I think, in 2012. Money to counter the Lord's Resistance Army set up around 2011, 2012. Um, uh, something called the Counterterrorism Partnership Fund uh, was announced by President Obama in 2014. Um, so each of these are uh, spigots that typically would be used to provide either um, tactical training with the U.S. Special Forces Group um, equipment in the case of the Somali, you know, the support for the Somali pe Peacekeeping Battalion. Um, uh, could be budgetary support. I don't know that uh, for sure. I really have very little insight. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is part of part of the, the issue. Problem. For the for the money that comes out of the State Department mm -hmm. budget, state is required to provide uh, at least a baseline, you know, explanation of what the people's money is for, what the purpose is, what we're trying to get out of the arrangement, what we're hoping that the Ugandan uh, government will will do. For the for the money coming out of the 050 or the Pentagon budget, there's no such accounting, so I can't really tell you. How it's being mm -hmm. um, how it's being conveyed. I assume mostly in actual training uh, operations and and mostly in in equipment. So one of the problems is transparency. Both the people provide oversight. Maybe even within the Pentagon itself, mm -hmm. there's no repository for all these programs. Definitely not a lot of so silos. Look at them. Yeah. Um, Congress can't provide oversight. Citizens here in this country don't know how our taxpayer dollars are being spent. And you're also having the concern that foreign citizens, um, they don't know how these programs are being utilized in their own country, so there there's, could be a lack of civilian oversight of some of these programs. There's definitely a lack of, lack of civilian okay. <laughs> So one thing we can say with certainty is that almost every Ministry of Defense in Africa is a complete black box to their citizenry. We feel strongly that the, the, the best thing the United States government can do to help head off uh, insurgency and, and violent extremism in Africa and elsewhere is to try and really make sure that the partner uh, forces we're working with are rights-respecting, law-abiding, non-corrupt, that they are non-sectarian, that is, that they understand they work for their people. Uh, and it's it's all the people. It's not just the, the group that, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so if we want to really help build um, uh, forces that uh, can really uh, 
um, that, that will not fuel violent extremism. We need to model uh, good behavior. We need to model what we are and what we do here, which is we are open and accountable. <laughs> no, we, we are. It's <laughs> just, you know, the, the issue here with this Pentagon budget is, as you know, the Pentagon's the last bastion of accountability in the U.S. government. And so, you know, we will get to a place where the accountability catches up with the programming. We're just not there yet. And, you know, if, if the U.S. Agency for International Development and the State Department could get by without providing a, a comprehensive budget of what they're doing, they'd do that too, because it's not fun. <laughs> it's, it's a pain in the butt. But we don't let them do that, right? We, right? we make them show us what they're doing, how much of our money they're spending, why, how they know whether it's working. And we will eventually demand this of, of the Pentagon, and by in, in, in so doing, in in requiring them to be accountable as we, uh, publicly accountable as the State Department already is, it will help model to our African and other partners that this is how democracy acts. You know, this is, you're, you're, you're transparent about what you're doing, you're transparent about where the money goes, so, you know, real questions about how the money gets absorbed on, in the recipient country are raised by what we know about the money in Afghanistan and Iraq. There, we've had special inspector generals look at these aid a programs, lot. and they f <laughs> and they have not found a lot of you know they found a lot of money went missing in these uh, in the in the military assistance parts as well as the reconstruction uh, funds. So we talked about the transparency. Let's talk about the accountability, because not only do we want to know that these programs are occurring, but how effective are these For programs? Sure. Are, are there any metrics, at least on the State Department side, to determine whether these things are effective? And can those same metrics, if they exist, be moved over to the Pentagon? Yeah, and that's a great question. Um, I can't say the State Department has done a great job of either planning, programming, uh, or uh, evaluating these programs to, to date. So they need to do a, a lot better in terms of their staffing and capacity to be able to execute. They're not executing the assistance. That's always the DOD. But, but the, the part that they're supposed to be the lead on, they need to up their game. DOD's nowhere in, in this. They don't even have the budget. Without, you know, a clear picture of what you're spending uh, and a justification, it's really hard to evaluate and to, to, you know, to mark your progress and see how you're, how you're standing up uh, next to your goals. Um, there is pressure across all the foreign aid accounts, including these military aid accounts, to, to increase, you know, kind of da data-driven uh, analysis of the problem you're trying to solve and, and, and collect data to, to measure against your, your progress. By far, the best agencies in the whole USAID uh, foreign aid world uh, in doing that are the Millennium Challenge uh, Corporation and then secondly, US Agency for International Development, which has really progressed a lot. So I would love to see both DOD and state learn from AID you know, in terms of measuring how you're making progress against complex goals like improving democracy, uh, you know, um, uh, improving the the um, the ability of local forces to actually deliver security—that's a complicated thing to measure. Thus far, all we do is measure the money, maybe. Mm -hmm. And and here in the DoD <laughs> side, we're not even doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but but typically at state, what they do is just count uh, the amount of money or the amount of soldiers that were trained or the pieces of equipment that were given. That doesn't really tell you anything about effectiveness or or uh, you know. Um, what the outcomes were of the assistance you provided. So we stink, but I think, you know, again, pressure is mounting, and, and that will that will carry over to DOD, I hope. Well, you, you mentioned that uh, basically there's no incentive within DOD to be more transparent, and I'm guessing there's little to no incentive for them to measure the effectiveness of their programs. The only pressure can come at this point from Congress. Right. Are there members of Congress who have an interest in the transparency and the accountability side? 
on either either house, yeah. either the House or the Senate? Or it's a big problem, and I haven't, uh, I can't say um, people have been knocking down the door to take this on. They are starting to. There's a okay. watchdog caucus on Congress oh, that uh, has expressed some interest in looking into this. Um, I have tried to get the House Government Oversight National Security Committee to look at this. It's um, it's not not something they're seized with yet. A couple members of the House Armed Services Committee are going to drop language in this year's NDAA to try and require a comprehensive budget justification. You know, again, DOD is the only agency out of all parts of the U.S. government that provide mil uh, foreign aid that doesn't have doesn't provide such a justification mm -hmm. to Congress. So. You know, this would, uh, I think they think, and I, and I agree, help ease their ability to oversight this programming. If you have to go compile a thousand pieces of paper to try and figure out what's going on, oversight's pretty darn hard, you know, to do. If you had a budget that said, look, this is what we're trying to do. We're not saying these are the final numbers of what we're going to do in the coming year, but this is what we're aiming toward. This is why. It would be a lot easier for them to ask, uh, you know, sort of real questions when relevant people come to the Hill and or when they're making, you know, congressional dele delegation trips abroad or whatnot. Uh, where can folks learn more about these kind of uh, challenges yeah. in the program? Yeah, the best place uh, would be going to a website that we fund or that our, our uh, philanthropic arm funds called the Security Assistance Monitor. So right now, because the DOD is not compiling this data, you have to go to securityassistancemonitor.org to really try and get a sense of what uh, the totality of U.S. military aid to a given country is, and still partial. They're they're going out and getting all these documents and pulling and pulling them together. So FOIA. you don't. Uh, so yeah, through FOIA, some of it's through requests to the oversight committees. Uh, without FOIA, they'll share. These are not classified programs. I should hasten to add that we're talking no, about course. these are. These are programs that mirror what the State Department's funding. So, um, it, but it's a tedious, you know, job to pull all this stuff together. So, until we can d get DOD to do this job and to present a public accounting of what they're doing with their money, go to securityassistancemonitor.org. Thank you.